Today on the podcast, I am talking to a newish member of the inner circle who has just experienced huge progress, massive results in the five months that she has been a member. And so I asked her what she did to make this happen, and she's sharing it all on the inside. Come listen. It's a real eye-opener, and I know you can do it too. We'll see you there. Welcome to the Roadmap to 50K on Shopify. Each week, we'll take you behind the scenes of real stores where you're going to learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast-track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So buckle up. Welcome your host and Shopify expert, Susan Bradley. Hey, everybody. You're just going to love this episode, and you are going to love my guest, Chantel. She is a a newish member of the inner circle, new this year, uh, who has, I told her in this little chat that we were having that you're just my ideal customer. You're absolutely a perfect customer. And, and here's, here's why I think that, uh, well, actually, I'm going to let her introduce herself first, and then I'll tell you and Chantel why I think she's just our perfect customer in the inner circle. It just it's just such a beautiful thing. And I want to share it with you so that you can put yourself in the position where you do that too. But before we start, I'm just going to say hi. Chantelle Fossey is here. She is the owner of The Lily Pot in New Zealand. And she's sharing with us today her secret, the secret behind uh, like a total transformation of her business in about six months. So Chantelle, say hi to everyone. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Susan. It is lovely to be here. So I never actually initially set out to start a business. However, when I was ready after um, trying a few things and getting excited about this being a potential business, um, I joined the Inner Circle. Did. And it snowballed from there. So how I kind of got to that point. Well, let's back up for a minute. Because we forgot to tell everybody what you sell, because that's super important too, right? What do you sell? They'll die when they hear. (laughs) So I sell houseplants. Like a live houseplant. Yeah, yeah. And we ship within New Zealand only, given they are live. But look, I never really set out to start a business. My love of plants turned my house into a jungle. And my hubby said, enough is enough. I can't live in a jungle any longer. Um, So I started to sell them on Facebook Marketplace and loved doing that because I was meeting lots of new people and teaching them actually how to grow plants. And until kind of one day my daughter turned around and said, mom, I am so sick of getting all of these notifications all of the time. And I didn't realize, but back then, Facebook didn't allow you to uh, turn off notifications to your friends every time you posted something for sale. You can now do that, by the way, but you couldn't back then. And so it horrified me to think that all of these plants that I was selling on Facebook Marketplace, every single time I posted those, my friends were getting a notification and I was selling quite a lot. So you were spamming everybody. I was spamming everyone and totally annoying them. And yeah, it just didn't sit right for me at all. 
<laughs> so I decided, how about I create a website? Never intended it to be a business, but then just started to see, oh, people actually like this. People are actually buying. Then kind of came across the inner circle and the rest is history. Yeah, I think we met you in Ads Made Easy. Did we meet you in yes. the Ads Made Easy week? And I remember thinking, wow, this is an interesting business because like there's so many uh, extra layers to what you sell compared to like, you know, a girl who's selling socks with dogs on them. (laughs) (laughs) You have to sell a live plant. You have to understand how to care for it. You have to communicate that shipping. That must be a tricky and um, like, it's just a whole, it's a whole nother animal, but I remember you showing up in there and sharing your wins and you um, like, you kind of hit the ground running and just did the work. And I really wanted everyone to hear from you because I think that you are a perfect example of what's possible when you focus, when you say, hey, and I asked you before we started recording, like, what is it that sets you you apart from from everyone else, from all the rest of us who say, oh, I'm going to do this. And then we kind of flop around. Like, I've noticed right away from you that you you have approached the training differently and you've really made great use of all the resources, but let's, let's tell everyone what the transformation has been in your business. So in, we're talking in June, in January, mm-hmm. we did ads made easy. And in February or late January, you joined the inner circle and you started showing up right away. So what's happened since then? What does your business look like now? It is completely different. Um, I feel like I'm the one in control, not my business controlling me. I feel like I know what levers to pull and how to track whether they're making a difference. Yes. I feel super excited about the future and I feel confident, um, and I'm saying this out loud, that my dream of this being my full-time gig will be a reality in the future. Well, you so, just told me that you, um, you know, we're talking, it's Tuesday morning where you live and you just told me already, like, I think there's two things that people need to onboard that are so amazing already. You've paid yourself seven weeks in a row and you're, you're starting to work towards having just one full day a week away from your full-time job where you work on the lily pot. Yeah. The paying yourself weekly um, definitely was something that resonated for me. You know, you put in so many hours into your business that if you're not paying yourself, you've got a hobby. And (laughs) this was not going to be a hobby for me. I set out this year to make this a business. And that has been my sole focus um, right from when I joined. Right from when you joined. And I just want to go back to something you said help people understand more what they actually have control over. And you said something about knowing that how you could look at your data, figure out what was wrong, and then take action on that. And before we started talking or recording this episode, you you shared with me something that happened recently where you, your sales were down a little bit and then tell everyone what you did. Cause it's so smart. Yeah. I think sometimes we forget that, you know, we have had several weeks or however long you've been doing this 
of data that really tells you what's working and what's not. Mm -hmm. Um, And I noticed that my sales were down a little and I went back to kind of review, you know, what had I been doing previously um, because my traffic was the same to my site, but what had I actually been doing differently that I perhaps may have dropped? And that was lives, so Facebook lives. So um, I thought, well, hey, let's try that. I did two lives last week um, and sold $700 in products from those lives. And I literally sat there, did a live for five minutes, looked at my app to see how many people were going to my website. And it was like a cash machine. It was like cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. All these sales just kept coming through. And you had just gotten busy, put your head down and forgotten the power of asking for the sale yeah, <laughs> Getting totally. and asking for that sale. And I think connecting with my audience, yes. um, they really love it when I show up and put my face to things. It's yeah. not enough for me just to post plants and nice pictures and memes they want to feel connected to my brand. And when, you know, my, my highest engagement on my Facebook social is when I'm in the picture. Yeah. Um, all those behind the scenes shots. Um, they just absolutely love it. I think that's true for almost every one of us. And, and even though it's, it's hard to do sometimes, it doesn't cost us anything in dollars and cents. It costs a little bit of time. And it's it's the thing that makes our businesses sticky. It's the thing that makes us that influencer in our business, where when we show up and say, hey, I have this, I only have seven of them. And in your case, here's how you here's how you help this plant thrive and here's where it will go in your house or outside. When you add that into it, it really makes people want to buy from you as opposed to going to the garden center. Yeah. And to be honest, when I first started doing lives, I used to record myself and then post it. Yeah. Um, Because I felt comfortable. I'd never edit it. I'd never rewatch it, but I just felt comfortable doing that rather than going live. But since I've gone live, that has just made it so much better And to be honest, when I first started, I felt sick to my stomach, Um, but I still did it. And yeah, $700. It's a lot. 10 minutes work is a pretty good hourly rate. Yeah, for sure. How often do you go live? Um, I try to do it at least twice a week. This week. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And consistently on one particular day. So Thursdays are a really big day for me. And I, I've had a look to see in Facebook and meta business as to when my my Facebook audience is most active on Facebook and I go live on those times. So that tends to be 8 p.m. on a Thursday for me. And so I found consistently showing up at that time, I would get more people actually watch it live and get caught up in the hype. So often I was sharing maybe a sale that I would have or something, a special offer that week. And they would get caught up in the hype of, oh, I've got to get it now. Yeah. Um, 
giving them a reason to buy, whether it's scarcity yeah. or urgency or exclusivity, they're getting it right from you. All those things are so powerful. So I want to know, let's talk about this comment that you made in the group. Like I, I have been watching you. I love that you, like you would come into the group, you would talk about one of the uh, exercises you did, some training, or talk about a call that you'd had with one of the coaches, talk about a, uh, an event that you were running that you had, you know, you had taken from the training and adapted. And one day I said to you, listen, you have made so much progress so quickly. Can you just share with us what has, like, what is it that you have done? I want to see what you've done that really has moved the needle for you because it's so impressive. It's inspirational. And not everybody has that natural, um, uh, it's almost like a sixth sense of what they should do next, but you do. (laughs) So can you share, like you just broke it down for me and I'm going to actually put a link in the show notes, put a document or something there so people can see exactly what you did because it's, it was so effective for you, even though you work full time and you have a house to run. So do you mind sharing? Sure. So I'm quite a methodical person and that's probably why I really connected with the inner circle because everything was set out in short modules. I just worked through that, but definitely was down to six clear steps that I took that I think made a big difference. So the first one was switching my email provider from MailChimp to Clavio and starting a welcome series. That just blew my mind that that option was even available, to be honest, that you could actually do that. (laughs) You know, I'd seen pop-ups and um, things on websites, but didn't really understand the long game that they played. And so understanding that, and setting that up for my business really grew my email following. Was it hard for you to make the decision to do it? No, no. I, I'm very much a person who let's try it, um, analyze it, see if it works, and if it doesn't, be gone with it. Yeah. Um, you know, if I my favorite quote is, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. It's so true. And so you have to try different things. Yeah. So that was my first. Even though it costs a little more and it took some time, you yeah. just dove in and did that early on. Okay. So that was the first thing. You got yourself on Clavio so you could actually see what was happening. You could get some really solid uh, automations. And I'm sure that right off the bat, you got a lift in sales from your welcome series. Yeah. And automations are amazing. Yes. They because are. it's set and forget. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was step one. Then what happened? Step two, now knowing how to get consistent traffic to my site. So it absolutely blew my mind learning that for every 100 people that you get to your site, only two or three, if you're lucky, will actually convert and buy from you. That was like a light bulb moment. Yeah. And looking at my traffic, it was like, well, that's where I need to spend my time. <laughs> um, and my traffic wasn't my traffic wasn't bad, but it wasn't matching the sales that I wanted. Yeah. So to increase the sales, I had to increase traffic. Yeah. Why does nobody talk about this? 
Like, yeah. you know, when you're reading the expert, what all the experts are saying, why does nobody say, well, duh, there's nothing wrong with your website. Nobody's seeing your stuff. Yeah. Just such common sense that if, if average, like I know you did really well with your conversion rate, but average conversion rates are one to 2%. So like, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that if you only have, you know, 500 people a month. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And my conversion was really good. It was sitting yeah. at two to three. Yeah. So I just needed to get more people there. So good. So the second thing you did was you focused on your traffic and took control of your traffic yeah. and just and watched it, analyzed it, made sure that whatever I was doing was getting more. Okay. So you didn't just do something and then run away and do something else. You said, this is, this is something I'm focused on. I'm going to track it and I'm going to make decisions based on what I see. Good. Smartly. Yeah. So good. Then what? So um, I do definitely believe in organic traffic. So traffic that you're not having to pay for, but I also have aspirations to have, you know, increase my sales. And so at some point you have to start ads. And this is where it all started with Ads Made Easy. When I first started that, I naturally saw an increase in sales. But what I loved about it was actually understanding how to tweak them and modify them and get them to the point where they are working for you. Because if you're going to spend money, you may as well have something that works for you. And so for me, it was about spending the least amount I possibly could to get the most traffic from my ads to my site. Smart. So again, you just didn't try it once, throw up your hands and say, I don't know what's going on. You actually said, okay, here's here's my baseline. This is what I get when I don't know anything. And now I'm going to pay attention and make these ads better. So what, like, how have you improved your advertising since you started back in January? Um, so after a coaching call, I didn't realize that you can actually search up Facebook library and see everyone's ads. You can search your competitors' ads. You can search, you know, big brands that you know connect with people. And so you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can actually um, look at their ads, see what they're doing, and make some enhancements to yours so that, yeah, I mean, they're paying massive marketing agencies to create their ads so do a little bit of what they're doing. So so you have just refined your ads by looking at what other stores are doing, making changes to yours, going back and checking your results, and then, yeah, yeah just iterating over and over again. So working on what is the image that's going to stop people in their feed, yeah. um, what uh, what is the copy, the words that you put in the ad that works? So testing a couple of different ads to see what really connects and what you can yeah. get your biggest bang for buck. Yeah. And one of the things I think that our members learn and, and many practice is understanding how to set up a test, <laughs> read the results. Yeah. Because if you don't test, like if you don't set up a controlled test, you'll never know which ad is really the best. And so, yeah, that is something that I I wish more people would set up. Like you have to understand 
almost with everything we do, we have to have a way to measure our results because our results are usually, and I'm sure you would agree, so small in the beginning that you can't even see them, like your progress. And I think also it's important to add here that the goal is not necessarily sales. Good one. So you need to know the, the numbers that you need to be looking at and the stats that you need to be tracking to, you know, your goal could just be traffic to get people to your site so that they sign up to your email. Um, and so you can feel a little bit like you're throwing money down the toilet when you're doing Facebook ads. But if the stats are working in the right direction, um, so you're getting more traffic to your site if that is your goal, getting more email signups, which is going to convert down the track, it's kind of a long goal yeah. strategy. But the good news is it's completely affordable. Like I'm sure you have set a budget and it's not crazy. You're not spending a fortune on ads. So it's completely affordable and nobody's better at converting and doing it efficiently than you will be. Yeah. Count on Facebook's algorithm to find buyers. That's going to cost you a lot of money and is less efficient than it ever was before. But if you can just get in front of that person enough times that they know who you are and maybe even get them on your email list, you'll convert them. You know how to do that. Yeah, totally. Also, so just to touch on this, I think this is a really good point. And and something I got out of a coaching call was a lot of my sales were coming from Afterpay. Oh, right. And so I thought, well, how, you know, knowing that, how can I, I didn't have Afterpay on my ads. And so how can I add that to, given that's where a lot of my sales are coming from, that's going to connect with my audience. So I added a a wee, um, the tagline was shop plants with Afterpay, and that has dramatically increased my sales. Oh, what an amazing tip. So, so right in the, before they've even made a decision to go to your website, you're talking to them about how you can make it affordable for them. Yeah, and it was where the majority of my sales were coming from. So, yeah. Now, you have a particularly high average order value for somebody who sells plants, I think. Like you are really good at getting people <laughs> to just add a couple more things. I've seen that in your posts. <laughs> so, Afterpay probably, like, it probably helps get that AOV way up too when people yeah, get to totally. Play. And bundles. People and love bundles. bundles. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you did a great post about bundles. Saw mm-hmm. it. Yeah, honestly, I know who you are. And that's a big <laughs> membership. So when I see somebody new come in and just step their way through the program, I'm like, ooh, I'll do anything to help you like get make the progress you need because y- you are like paying attention and doing the work. So good. Okay, so running affordable Facebook ads is the third thing. What was the fourth thing? Tracking my numbers. The, the weeks that I had low sales weeks, you know, not, not dwelling on the fact that it was a low sale week, checking that my other stats are actually going in the right direction. So it might have been a low sale week, but have I increased my average order value? Have I managed to get more email signups? Have I managed to reduce my cost per click on my Facebook ads? So tracking all of the numbers that are going to help me to move forward and not feeling down if I've had a low sales week, but then analyzing when I, 
okay, well, if I've had a good sales week another another week, what did I do different that week compared to this week? And then just replicating that. So if you don't track your numbers, how can you do that? How do you know what levers to pull to actually make a difference? Right, because it could be really small, like not not noticeable just when you think about go through your day to day. You actually have to look at those. But when especially when you are just learning, like a difference in maybe in a week, a difference maybe three or four hundred uh, web visitors can make a huge difference in your total sales, right? Yeah, it really can. And even you know trying to get that conversion up. How can I nurture my my um, customers more so that they are feeling connected to my brand. So it's definitely a long game, but you need to be tracking your numbers to see how you can influence that. So I always say you need to track traffic, conversion rate, average order value, but you're tracking a couple of other things. I think you're tracking your cost per click. Yeah, cost per click. I'm tracking my oh, so many actually. Um, how many <laughs> how many Facebook followers I get in a week? How many email signups I get in a week? Yeah, average order value. Yeah, so yeah. many. I'm a bit of a numbers geek. So if nothing else, guys, you need to do traffic, average order value, and conversion rate. And I agree with you, Chantel, for sure. How many email signups you get in a week? Yeah, that's super important. Yeah, I've recently just changed, you know, trying some different things. So I had $5 off first order and my um, sign-up rate was 3.7%, which Clavio has said is good. I've now increased it to 4.9% um, by changing it to 10% off. Yeah. So just testing. Testing what, it. Yeah. 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 But here's what you're not doing. You're not getting all down in the dumps and all in your feelings about your business or your skills or your products or a recession potentially or whatever it is when you look at your week and you didn't uh you didn't sell as much as you wanted you have a strategy to go to these numbers and solve the problem yeah you have to look at it from a long term perspective and yeah. sales is only one measure yeah. If your other stats are tracking in the right direction, the sales will eventually follow and maybe better by spending the time getting things right before those sales come. For so, so good. So good. Like you're managing your expectations as you do this, as you learn this process. Now, number five, you told me was emails. Tell me about that one because that's a good story. Emails were very hit and miss for me. I would send one one week, maybe forget for the next two weeks or not really prioritize it. But now I consistently send two to three a week and it is like a cash machine. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I send an email and the sales follow. It wasn't always like that from the beginning, to be honest, but perseverance definitely pays off. And I would recommend doing a mix of sales type emails and nurture emails. So what I mean by nurture is giving some value back to your customers that increases their opening rates. So if they are always going to get sales emails from you, mm-hmm. um, that is, you know, they're, they're going to stop opening your emails if they don't want plants or whatever it is that you sell. Um, 
But if they know that you're going to send them a tip on, you know, it's winter, where do you now place your plants in your house? Or these are seasonal things that you need to look out for. They're going to open your email. So what I have found in having that mix is my open rates have increased. And yeah, my when I do send a sales email, my email gets opened more often and I get sales from it. So good. And um, I just think that people are always worried about sending too many emails and and having people unsubscribe or irritating people. But I actually think the kiss of death is what you were doing uh, before and what so many of us do. Like it's just a sporadic, send it one week, don't send one for three more weeks. I think that is way worse. That's where people stop even knowing that you exist. And I think you end up in the spam folder. So you're not afraid to send two to three emails a week now? Not afraid at all. In fact, I always send, so yeah, when I have a sale, I always send three emails, one to my full list. The second one will be retargeting those who didn't open. So sending it at a different time of day. And often, you know, people may not even see your first email. It's not that they're ignoring you. They just haven't seen it. Yeah. And then the third one is retargeting anyone who clicked onto my email. Um, So clicked through to my website. And that is where I get the most sales. So that's actually, I've seen it once. Yeah. I think you could actually do anyone who opened or clicked. Yeah. I think you could broaden that. Because people need to see it more than once. You're exactly right. So good. So I'm so glad that you're not shy about that anymore. Now, last thing you said was exactly what we started this conversation with. You think going live is, uh, has been a game changer in your business. Yeah. So not everybody sees your Facebook posts. Not everybody goes to your website or may even carry on looking at, you know, multiple pages to get to something that they actually really want. So my lives are a mix of education around plants because I can do that, but also showing my products. I think what has helped with lives is it's really hard to see from a website picture the size of something. Oh, smart. Okay. And so showing them in person and actually holding the plant they can see the size and the comments I often get is wow I didn't realize it was that big or I didn't realize it was that sparkly or pretty yeah even though yeah I I take a lot of pride in my my photography on my website but it's still hard it's still hard to to see that well actually that I think you make a really good point anything where the size uh, would be important for people to like that perspective that that's a really good point that when they can see you holding it all of a sudden they have the exact perspective of how big it is so smart yeah really good so so listen what I think is here's what I think first of all thank you so much for sharing all this but what I think is that we all have the same amount of time in a day. And in fact, I think you have less time than a lot of people because of that full-time job. And, and I know that we start, we always start out with great intentions. And I know we talked about this, that you decided this was your year, that you made this a real business. And so you came into 2022 a little bit with a fire 
in your belly to, to make it happen. But there's something that's different about you than lots of people, some mindset or some, I, I don't even know what it is. I don't, I, I suspect it's not willpower, but there's something different about the way you've approached this. And I would love for you to share, if you can, if you have any advice for someone who's in the same situation as you, where they are this year, I'm going to make it work. I'm getting some support. Now, how do I approach it? You only have a few hours, probably every day. How did you decide what you were going to do? Well, it's super easy to feel overwhelmed. So I try not to focus on all the things and just the things that will either stand me out from my competitors or will nurture and grow relationships with my customers. So I constantly check in with myself whether what I'm doing is likely to lead to sales or is it just... Is it just stuff that's on my to-do list yeah. but won't really move the needle? To be honest, I could. my to-do list is really, really extensive, like I'm sure so many people you know, have yeah. that. And you can be so busy working in the business and not on the business. Yep. So you really have to sense check yourself around that. Working full-time, my time is really precious. So I've had to be really strategic to ensure that I'm spending my time wisely or I'll just simply burn out. Yeah. So getting traffic to my site has definitely been a a really big priority for me initially and where I focused most of my effort. And, you know, like I mentioned before, I am a to-do list kind of person. So making sure what was on there was achievable each week and not feeling overwhelmed and trying to do all the things. Okay. So you didn't, like you kind of put some blinders on. You didn't necessarily, every time somebody uh, made a noise in the group about something they did that worked, it wasn't like you went running. You said, okay. And what you said there that I think is most important for everyone to onboard, you knew you wanted sales this year. You wanted more sales. And so every time you set out to do something, you asked yourself, hey, is this going to lead to what I want? Is this going to lead to that outcome I want, which is more sales or a better customer relationship? Is that what this is getting me or is this just busy work? Yeah, yeah, because you can be so busy. Oh, can't you? For sure. Yeah, for sure. So what's next for you? Oh, um, next for me is continuing the momentum that I've made already. Um, dropping a day from my full-time work and actually spending that day on exactly this, focusing on what's going to move the needle. I've definitely got some ideas in that space. I totally recommend not trying to do this alone and utilizing expertise from others. So, you know, if, if you're able to talk to a coach, you're able to talk to somebody who has the answers that you don't need to try and work out yourself, it means you're going to get there faster. Yeah. And so utilizing more of that is definitely a priority for me because I, I've set out for this year to grow a business and I'm hoping by the end of this year or the end of next year at the very latest, but I'd like it to be sooner, this is going to be a full-time gig for me. Full-time thing. So, so really what you're saying is you're going to take that one day a week 
and focus on the things that are going to get you to the place where your salary that you're taking from your business now covers the salary that you get from your full-time job. Yeah. And so really what you're you're thinking about doing too is you'll utilize a little bit more of the coaching that's in the group. Mm-hmm. I know you have already, but yeah. you're going to get some of the experts. I think that that's really important. You know, we have these uh we we book hundreds and hundreds of coaching calls every month. And I I really believe just getting someone to look at your stuff and answer your question face to face really helps you like helps what we're talking about connect with your business directly and gives you that feeling of, okay, I can do this. I can do these few next things. And so someone who's in your position, that's going to, you know, a few more coaching calls and a little bit more time to focus on your strategy. is going to mean your business will move by leaps and bounds. I think. That's the plan. That's the plan. So good. good. Well, you know, most people kind of graze through the training, but you've done a really good job of focusing on the things that are going to work for you. And I think it was uh, really uh, beneficial that you had um, already gotten over that fear of selling things, the fear of actually, Mm -hmm. you know, showing up with these things to sell. Little did you know, maybe you would have been more afraid if you knew you were spamming everyone. But that time you... (laughs) put into Facebook marketplace that kind of built your core customers, right? Your very first uh, group of buyers. I bet lots of them are still with you. Yeah. My initial very first strategy was to grow my Facebook group. I now have 7,000 followers, which may not sound like a huge amount, but I'm in New Zealand and and that is is quite a large number. And that has just made things so much easier having that following because I can post things on Facebook and it gets noticed by so many people. And I've really feel like I've built a community in that space. So good. So that is actually a group that you're using. It's a Facebook page. It's a page. It's not a group. No, group is my next step. Okay. Okay. um, Group is going to be what I am going to do to yeah really engage my audience that next step once they buy plants off me so I'm looking oh, to, yeah. to have a group I'm getting all excited you could have a membership yeah oh I've got so many ideas in this space yeah um, I want to get to the point where the group is so busy that I actually have people that are like brand reps who are actually answering questions questions for me. Yeah. yeah, you can have your own mentors, your own plant professionals in there. The sky's the limit for you. But you know what I want everyone to walk away with from this episode is the sky's the limit for all of us. When we are specialists and we are creating our own brand and building our audiences, it really is. But what you have done is you're such a great example of focusing on, on what's important, of being incredibly consistent and and really just kind of putting your head down and doing the work and I, I and you have shared very very generously which is good too but i really think there's a huge relationship between those things focus consistency you know understanding that it's going to take some time and being really successful in the end so congratulations thank you can i share my best advice for anyone who is wanting to do the same please do So I think you need to head into this being ready for some hard work. 
it is a bit like a roller coaster. So yeah. be prepared for that. Be like a sponge, listen to podcasts, um, ask questions, follow people that inspire you, buy from your competitors, see what they're doing, um, sign up to their emails and know what they're doing. Um, so you can be different, right? Yeah. Um, be consistent. So if you know that lives work, make sure you do a live a week, you know, work out what works and do more of that. Analyze your stats and be comfortable to track and understand your numbers. Where they start to dip, don't just, you know, go into the depth of despair. Determine why. So where they're positive, understand why. Why are they positive and do more of that. Your numbers tell you what's working and what you may need to change. If you don't know these, how can you transform? Yeah, that's so powerful. And I think don't do it alone. If you want quicker results, reach out and get the support you need. Learn from the experts experts sometimes it may be worth spending your money here rather than on things that aren't necessarily going to move the needle or you know investing in more stock yeah you know you you need to determine what's the right level there and consider what you can set and forget so email flows work and if if you have the right content to nurture your customers they'll feel loyal loyalty to you and sales will follow that's a that's a list Guys, you better grab a pencil and go back a little bit and just make a list because what I can tell you is that I don't often see somebody make the kind of progress that you have in that short amount of time, Chantel. So I feel like whatever it is that you've been doing and you know we've gone through it here, I feel like it's all repeatable. Anyone could do it. It's just a matter of actually saying, this is what I'm going to do. And I understand that it's not going to blow up to $100,000 in sales today, but this is how I get started. And this is how I get in the path. And your sales have certainly proven that you're well on your way to that. So where can people meet up with you? Where can they see more? Um, I would love for you to follow my Facebook page where I feel like I've built a community. If you're wanting to see me go live, um, that is where you will see me. Um, and if you are a planty type person, then I can guarantee that you will get tips and tricks um, through that ah. page and not just spam. Not just spam. She's not doing that anymore, <laughs> the spam part. <laughs> no. <laughs> so good. Listen, thank you so much for all you contribute. And thank you so much for just sharing with all of us what you've learned so far. So, so good. Really. Yeah, I can't wait to see your next post in the inner circle. Yeah, watch the space. Oh, I will. <laughs> see you soon. Yeah. Thanks. Hey there. Are your sales a lot slower than you thought they would be? So frustrating. You know you have a good product and you're just kind of stumped, wondering what you're missing and what it's going to take before you'll get the sales you want every day. So I want to share a free workshop I made for you. Before you start making more changes on your website, I want you to take a little bit of time and watch this. Spend 40 minutes with me and you're going to see why you're not getting the sales that you want and you will be clear on what it is you really need to do to move the needle. I'm almost positive it's not changed something on your website. Head on over to thesocialsalesgirls.com forward slash sales every day and go have a watch 
This is training from our inner circle. It's in our foundations unit. Our members get it right away and they leave feeling confident about their site, their product, their pricing, and they're ready to get on the path to success. I want to share that with you. So the URL is thesocialsalesgirls.com sales every day. I'll stick it in the show notes. See you soon.